710 ESPN presents The Experience, the Experience. with Lafern Cusack, where we go beyond the play and focus on athletes, fans, events, and the biggest issues that inspire and shape our lives. Here's the host of The Experience, Lafern Cusack. Lafern Cusack. Brian Argot. He has a podcast called A Rocky Start with Brian Argot. He helps people looking to build tactics and habits from the insights of others who have experienced life's most rocky past. Well, we all have a rocky start. And he is also a fitness trainer. Brian Argot is making small strides to hardwire individuals' capacity to withstand stressors and developing grit through physical fitness. You can find more about Brian at his website, brianargot.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N-A-R-G-O-T-T.com. The experience never stops. Never stops. On your station, 710 ESPN. Here's Laferne Cusack. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I have the great pleasure to speak with Brian Argot. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I mean, I, I can't express, you know, again, how grateful I am for, you know, taking the time to interview me today. Yeah, and um, we connected on LinkedIn, and I saw all the stuff that you're doing, and you're truly amazing. You're really keeping everything going with, you know, podcasts here, podcasts there. You're working out and helping people live their best life. Tell us how you got started into sports and your love for sports. I've been watching sports since, you know, I was probably like age eight. And, you know, I, I always, you know, tuned in, watched it, football, baseball, basketball, boxing. I was, you know, always like the, the nerd. And then, um, you know, I, I always thought I wanted to get into sports, you know. And, I you know, when I got to be like 21 or 22, I was like, you know, I thought I was like too old to explore that route. So, you know, I ended up, I joined the Marines, you know, to change it up because I wasn't to be a police officer and so I joined the Marines in 2013, you know, and, and I fast forward a little bit there. I was um, going to be a police officer. I uh, decided not to. I decided to change routes because I wanted, you know, a little bit more freedom in my life. And I wanted to do more podcasting stuff. I was always a fan of podcasts. Like I just, uh, you know, when I was going to community college before I joined the Marines, I was always listening to like. Uh, podcasts like PTI, the Dan Patrick show, mm-hmm. the bill, uh, B- the BS report by Bill Simmons. And I was like, Oh, you know, podcasting is still growing at, you know, yeah, back then, is. you know, like back then it was like, you know, Oh, people, how do you have a podcast? Like, what is a podcast? You know, and people still say that nowadays, but it's <laughs> a, you know, I think everyone now has a podcast in a certain, you know, <laughs> on a certain level, you know? And so this is, uh, going to, Last year, I was, you know, I just got out of the Marines to just finish my six years. And I was like, you know, what do I want to do next? So I was like, you know, I was talking about it with my girlfriend. And, you know, I just decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the Dan Patrick School of Sports uh, Broadcasting. And fast forward, you know, I'm doing the online program there. It's an accelerated three-year program. And it's, it's tremendous. You know, there's a lot of great instructors there. And I, you know, am loving every part of this. And... Now with that, I wanted to, you know, 
to get more experience. So I started doing my own podcast. You know, I, I was a co-producer on a drinking podcast, 60 shots of the fame, like two years ago, it was me and a group of other guys. We would bring comedians in and we would drink and ask questions to the comedians. It was fun. Oh. You know, we did a lot of it in person, but it's like, you know, it still wasn't my own podcast. And now like doing this, like I get to have the show how I want it to, to go and, you know, to interview people such like as yourself, you know, on their journey to sports. And that's how my podcast, A Rocky Start, came about and uh, my love for sports. Oh, that is so cool. So tell us about the broadcast class. Um, I mean, just like the instructors right away, you know, they're all former. They all used to work at ESPN, Fox Sports, you know, some, you know, big media company. And so those are our instructors. And, you know, the the amount of time you have with them, that, that's, that in itself is valuable. And then, so like right now I'm taking my second sports casting class and I I'm already one year in next month. And, you know, just the, the learning what rundowns are, learning all the basics for mm-hmm. that is valuable. That is what we're, we've learned so far. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm trying to take that to the next level by doing the podcasting, by asking better questions, you know, how do I get to a certain level of where I can, you know, be comfortable being around, you know, you know, all these different kinds of people, you know, I interviewed uh, Bob Nightingale. So, you know, USA Today. And like, this is someone 15 years ago that I was like, I would just like, I've always loved this stuff. And, you know, highly respected baseball writer. And I never thought I'd be able to interview someone like that. And I did. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, again, it's, it's humbling. And it's just like, it's just, you know, you, you start to realize like, and I'm sure you had this feeling too, you know, when you get to that point, it's like, wow, I'm on this level. I'm actually doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, and so it's a, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And I think back at like first starting out 14 years ago and interviewing people and my hands were shaking and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) To now, yeah, to now it's like, oh, wow, I can't wait. I can't wait to get down to ESPN now, you know, and it's it's interesting, your trajectory, like how you take what you know, and I love what you're doing as well, like getting the experience and the foundation for broadcasting. Can you talk about that and what your foundation has been and how you built it along the way? Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, this goes back to what all my guests have told me on the show, you know, because I always ask them about how they got started and, you know, ask them for their advice on stuff. And everything, you know, it's always being consistent. And I can't not hammer that away enough. You've got to be consistent because during podcasting, you know, if you're just starting out a podcast and like you're someone like me who's, you know, just another person, as I like to say, because I think everyone's starting podcasts nowadays. But the one thing you have to do is to keep it going and stay consistent is the number one thing that I could give back for any advice. It's like there, that's, that's how you start the foundation is you just hammer away week to week, month to month and put out content. You know, hopefully that as you gain listeners and you gain a follow, you know, as you gain that followership, then the momentum will start building because it's not going to happen overnight. Right. And it's not, it, it might not happen for over a year. It might not happen for two years. Yep. There are a lot of podcasts out there that have been going much longer than I have that have, you know, maybe very few, you know, followers and 
you know, I, it just, it, there are so many podcasts now that people only have so much time to listen. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. It definitely, you got to find your niche in and build a credible foundation. Right. Absolutely. So where do you think your resilience comes from? Is it, is it being in the Marines or were you raised like that? You know, I was, I mean, the way I was raised, me and my brother, you know, raised himself. My dad passed away when I was like 13 years old. And, you know, that really made me grow up faster uh, because we, you know, we already grew up like in, a, we grew up in a really uh, low-income neighborhood. Um, my dad passed away. My mom wasn't working, mm. and so I was forced to work at like 15 and a half years old. I was my first job was McDonald's, um, Burger King. I was working two jobs in high school. Wow, doing that, and then um, I was just always doing that. I was just I just always knew to work, you know, because it was just there's no way looking back. You know, if I didn't work, I wasn't gonna have any money. Bought my first car on my own with my own money. And, um, and the Marines as well, too, they taught me a lot. I think everywhere, you know, we all sort of go in life is we all got to be open to learning. Even right now at, you know, I'm 29 years old, you know, we, you know, I think some people think that, you know, we stop learning at a certain age. We know we don't. We always got to be open to learning mm-hmm. because if we're not, we're never going to get to where we want to get to or never going to grow to a person that, you know, we never thought we could become. Right, right. And I, I love how you incorporate, you know, the healthy aspect in to your life and the message you put out. Talk about how that message goes into your training. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm all about like, you know, resiliency, transformation. Oh, wow. All this kind of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm all about that. Like, you know, because right now, as I'm doing podcasting and I'm in school, my main job right now is personal training. I do online and in-person uh, and group pers- uh, training as well. So with all that, I always try to push people to the limits. You know, I always encourage people. And I think the way I think the way I differ from other, you know, trainers is the the stuff that I've been through and, you know, my compassion towards others. You know, I think, I think everyone is on different fitness levels. My fitness level is going to be different from someone like LeBron James, you know, right. or of, of that nature, you know. And then as opposed to all my clients, my clients will try to, you know, but you could do this. I'm like, no, like I do this, but it's I, it's hard for me when I add this in. Like, So we all have our own different levels. And, and that goes not only physically, but it's also mental too. I'm like, we could build that mental toughness mm-hmm. to that. And that's definitely one thing, you know, I go back to the Marines, you know, that's one thing they always try to beat into you is like mental toughness. It's not always physical. Most of the time, all the, you know, anything we do that's physically, it's, it's almost 80% of the time mentally tough right. you know, for us. Right, right. And I, I think that as like an athlete and someone who's been in sports most of your life, there's a way that people communicate, which is different from other people that have not been in sports because of, you, you know, team competition, uh, because of, you know, h- having to have that discipline and strive and, uh, again, resilience to run 26 miles or, um, <laughs> you know, be on the court for a long amount of time, you know? Y- yes. And, you know, it, it, it's not only that, but like when it, when it comes to others too, it's, it's about not only having a little bit of compassion, but also listening to others too. I think, I think that's one thing that a lot of like, because the world goes so fast nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we don't you know, maybe listen to others as much as we used to, because we're always distracted by, 
uh, social media, our phones, you know, onto the next thing sort of mentalities now. And it's just, it's just natural because of the way the world is. But I think definitely listening has become a key factor in, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you listen and take a step back and just kind of like, you know, if someone is, you know, walking on the street and you're just talking to them or, you know, if it's a friend or whatever, but, you know, that relationship could be much more valuable, you know, and whether that goes to my personal training career or in sports, it all goes back hand on hand. You know, it's like always try to make a relationship where you never think you could find them. Yes. Is is one big take, uh, thing that I always try to strive for. Oh, absolutely. I, I like to call myself the talker. Like it's interesting <laughs> to find out about, you know, people's passions and their strengths and, you know, how you connect. And I think with you, Brian, being a trainer, you have to have that aspect where it's both intuitive, but also learning about what their needs are, correct? Oh, yes. I mean, both mentally and physically, again, like with, you know, I was training with one of my clients this morning and, you know, she hadn't trained for a few weeks, you know, she was on, she was out of town, Thanksgiving and all that, you know, sets in. And with, with all that, it's like, she comes back, she's in a totally different mindset. And, but, you know, it's like still being able to understand what they're going through, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, everyone's going through something right now. It's a tough time. It's yes. like, just to be able to understand that and to be able to bring them out of it by just talking through it is a big, you know, win within itself. Right. It sure is. So uh, talk about a rocky start with Brian Argot. What interesting guests have you had? I see you had Dan on there who used to work here at ESPN and you went over to Spotify. Yes. I had Dan on the show. My, my, first of all, my podcast name, it, it, it comes about cause like I was a, I always watched the movie Rocky with my dad growing up. It was just one thing that we always had on. And Rocky within itself, like one day I would love to interview Sylvester Stallone. I, you know, just his movies, his mindset, all the stuff that he's put out. It's like his story is tremendous Mm -hmm. within itself. But like the Rocky movies, that's the reason I had gotten my name, a Rocky start. Cause I think we all go through a Rocky start in life. You know, I, I believe that, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am without the start I've had in life and the things that I went through. So I just felt like it was right to name my podcast that, and you know, for the, for the podcast, like I want to bring on cause everybody who has something in sports, like, you know, such as yourself, I, you know, what, what makes you love sports? How did you, how did you first start liking sports? You know, has sports ever helped you through a rocky time in your life? Those are the kind of questions I, I usually like to ask first. Uh, and then, you know, it's like with, with that, you know, I think people could get, become more open mm-hmm. and, you know, we could dig in deeper and that's what the podcast is all about. It's about helping others and, um, you know, bringing people on in sports that sometimes like you don't don't get to talk about these kind of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like sports is like for me, you can bring up issues and things that people would not be open to talking about otherwise. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's definitely relatable for others. You know, I think you could just meet someone off the street and you could talk about, you know, I think we're both here in L.A., and we could both talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. And, right. You know, someone might be a Laker fan or someone might be a Dodger fan. It's just something that everyone can relate to. 
Yes, most definitely. So with your podcast, A Rocky Start, we can access it anywhere. It's on Apple, on Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. So tell me about some of your guests. What was uh, a guest that really had an influence on you? Um, I would actually say my last guest, uh, Ariel Moya. She is she she is the head of marketing over at Rep One Sports. She she works with a lot of uh, different baseball um, athletes on the on their brands and stuff. But one thing that she had mentioned, I, I don't know if you watched the Queen's Gambit. Yes, it's, uh, it's very very popular now. It's one of the best Netflix series out there. It's a tremendous show. Yes, but it was funny because so me and my girlfriend we just uh, binge watched the, the whole season uh, season one or the only season all in one day, <laughs> and the fall the fall. The following week, I was going to interview Ariel, and she she uh, used to play chess until age fourteen. Like she was like her mom, I played her in chess. Her mom's Russian, puts her in chess, you know, and starts playing like religiously up until age fourteen, and then she starts playing other sports. But you know, we talk about how chess had helped her in life, and and uh, it, what, everything she you know sort of strategizes, you know, with whatever position she's been at. She takes a lot of stuff away from chess, and I just thought that was really fascinating uh. because, you know, like, we we think so much, of like, when in life, you know, like, how much of a mental game it is. And, yes. you know, just being able to, for her to talk about all that was, you know, really interesting within herself, especially as, after watching The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, that is really fascinating. It's a whole, like, strategy, right? So she's in sports marketing. You know, she ha- definitely has to have a strategy to, you know, be in, <laughs> in marketing and, and all of that. So I love how those things, like, fit together. It's transferable as well. You Like, you have athletes that you know, are in high school and then they go into college and then they don't make it into uh, a professional league. But with all that they have learned, they can go into marketing. They can go into different fields because sports area is so huge. You, there's... It, it, it is huge. Yeah. It, you you mentioned, uh, sorry, I didn't cut you off there, but you mentioned something important there. You know, you have athletes, you know, that sometimes they don't, they don't uh, make it or they don't have a long lasting career. Like, you know, we all think they might, or, you know, so I think what another, you asked me about another guest or some guests, another interesting guest I had on her name was Miriam Gliz. She's the uh, founder of this company called athlete soul. It's a nonprofit. And so what her company does is they help transitioning athletes that are coming out of sports Mm. into different roles. You know, it's like sort of the same thing. It's like with like, with uh, veterans coming out of um, out of the military, it's it's just really hard for them to transition. Well, athletes have that same kind of problem, you know. If you're if you're a, a college athlete and all you ever known was maybe football, and you don't make it in the NFL, you know, you try to you know make it for a few years, and you say if you're in your mid twenties, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really a, it's a hard place, and yeah. like you're trying. So what they do at Athlete Soul, they help guide you. They you know they really have people that know what they're doing, guide them into, you know, back into real life, like sort of debriefing them mm-hmm. and really help them transition into a career, maybe in sports or uh, maybe it's in something else, but it's a tremendous what they do. Yeah. And uh, one of the s- studies found that athletes coming out of college are become suicidal because they don't know what to do because all 
their life was was sports, you know, and it's like, well, what am I going to do now? So I think that organization is very important. Yeah, you know, and I think it, it goes back to, you know, just I think we all need to, you know, listen and help others, you know, in a certain way. It's like whether it's sports or family or friends or not, like, you know, we all, you know, need to be a little bit more, you know, just open and, mm-hmm. you know, asking, you know, a few deeper questions and just saying, you know, sometimes like it's, it's funny, you know, we'll walk in, especially to the markets nowadays, like we're wearing, we're all wearing masks and I think we talk less to people and I, yeah. and I think coronavirus is a big, you know, part of this, you know, this sort of world that we live in right now. Um, to where it, it definitely makes us more antisocial, I think. And yeah. that I, I think if we just look to have a conversation with others a little bit more, then it's going to not only be, you know, you never know whose day you can make mm-hmm. and you never know what kind of conversation can come about. And I think it's definitely good for ourselves too when we look for having conversations with others. Right. Most definitely. So talk about some athletes that you've had on your show that have overcome adversity. Uh, so I've had two athletes on my show so far. So one uh, who I just mentioned, Miriam Gliz, and another one is uh, Stephen Benedict. Uh, he is he is a, a track athlete and he's an Olympian as well. And Stephen, he right now is training for the Olympics again, uh, um, coming up in two years, I believe. And you know, what he does is, is really tremendous because he has a nonprofit as well. Stephen was once, uh, you know, an orphan. He, you know, he grew up in, in the foster system and all that. And, he, and now he's he's really, you know, strived to put himself in a position to where he can, you know, he's, I believe he's 31 training to go back into track and field. Mm. And he also just came out with his recent book, uh, Good Morning, uh, Superstar or Morningstar. I, sorry, I have to look that look it up again. But anyways, his book talks about his his life story and and what he's doing, and also it's there to help other people, like in sort of a dark place as he was uh, when he when he was um, growing up, mm-hmm. and in the foster system. And his book, you could also do like practicals in the book where you could write about you know what you're sort of feeling in those moments. And I think it's a, I think it's a great book. And what he also does is he has a nonprofit where he, he helps foster kids, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So he helps raise money for uh, his foundation and to bring, uh, to bring sports to foster kids. And, and I think that's true, truly tremendous in what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always love to share those stories and, you know, if there are more foster parents out there that can help, um, I always advocate for that. Yeah. I mean, especially with, you know, kids, it's, you know, kids are the future. You know, I think even when we were kids, you know, I, I think, you know, it's definitely, if we can make an impact in a, in a kid's life, especially if they have no guidance, mm-hmm. it, it makes the biggest difference. And I, and I, speak to this personally because my nephew uh, was, you know, without a father figure for such a long time. And his dad, my, my own brother was a, you know, a drug addict and he wasn't around his, his mom was only taking care of him. And his mom did a great, you know, great job of, you know, putting him in school, putting him right away. And she allowed me to come into his life and, 
and you know sort of be uh, that extra role model that he needed. And he he ended up being a you know, he just graduated high school last year. He joined, oh, awesome. he joined the Air Force back oh, in April cool. and he just, he left for the Air Force. And honestly, he's like, how he had to grow fast, you know, such as I did. And mm-hmm. he's, he's been, you know, truly tremendous in the, the military's, you know, transformed his life. He loves it there. You know, he talks about, you know, all the possibilities, possibilities and doors just open for him. And, and I just love hearing about it because, I know that I had a, that sort of effect on him, you know, yes. whether or not it's like I gloat a little bit about it because, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like when you make a difference in someone's life, it's okay to gloat a little bit. And it's like, <laughs> it's a great feeling. And I would, anybody out there, if you have a younger sibling or, or, um, you know, family friend or something, you know, that might need some help. Yeah. It's okay to even just having a conversation and just talking about certain things with them. I think that even goes far within itself. Yeah, it just definitely does. I reminds me of a conversation I had uh, about a month ago with my cousin's daughter who is who wants to get into broadcasting and you know, when you do stuff like I just I just work. I do it. You know, I I love what I do. So Yeah. With that conversation, I was able to see my accomplishments as well and provide her with, you know, what she needs to do to get ahead or or what direction she she may want to choose or whatever. And I, and it's I think it's a two way learning thing. Like for me, it was like I learned about myself as well talking to her. Yeah, and there's never nothing wrong with that. It's always great to like we learn about ourselves because sometimes like we even forget yeah. as we get older, like some of the things we went through, right? <laughs> yes, I, it's, it's always uh, funny looking back at it, but it's it's a good thing to reflect for ourselves too. Yes, yes. So, uh, Brian, with your health and fitness, so you run often? Is are you a runner? Is that by nature, or what type of sports yeah. do you do? You know, I, I played a little bit of football in high school. Uh, I actually didn't really start running more. I I grew up playing, like, street basketball, street football, and stuff like that. You know, I was always pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really until I, you know, it was probably like 22 when I really started running a lot more. I just, I, I, I had one guy tell me, you know, hey, Brian, you look a little overweight. That is like, I took that oh. to heart. I was, like, I was like, I was like, I I was like, I never looked overweight. So I, I just started running. And I, you know, I remember losing a lot of. Uh, a lot of the weight that I gained because I was, you know, working at fast food until I was like 24. I was like, so that's all I ever known. I was always, right. always eating that kind of food. And when I, when I just started running and I was running more and more and I was like, you know, I'm going to run a half marathon. I was like, that sounds cool. I was like, it's never something I've done. And, you know, and I ran that half marathon and I was like, I ran in like an hour and a half. It was, wow. you know, really like, something that when I was doing that, I was like, wow, I am actually a pretty good runner. And that was, you know, before I joined the Marines and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to challenge myself even more. I'm going to go join the Marines at, you know, 22 years old. And, and I did that. And I was always the fastest person in my unit. I was always, you know, the, always the highest mile time, uh, always a three mile time. You know, it's like if you could run under 18, 18 or under, you always had a perfect score in the running section. <laughs> and uh, that was that's just like always what I strive for. I always try to run under that 18 minute mark, and I, I did I did always most of the time. But it was just a, a great feeling to do it. Um, 
And so even now, yeah, I, I run religiously three times a week. I run with a morning group class, you know, m- Mondays and Fridays at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. You know, we get up, we run maybe two to three miles. You know, we still do that. We've been doing that all year. Um, it's outdoor class and just like it's, it's fun. But yeah, we're, I, I sort of get in that zone of running and I love working out. I, I, you know, always look to move. Hiking is another thing to do. Mm. And, the the benefits from it, it, it I can't express it enough. Like it, it's definitely a stress reliever. It, mm-hmm. it puts you in zones. Like every there's, you know, here here's a great example. If you're ever stuck at your desk and you just feel in a zone or like in a funk, yes, and you just like you know you feel like you just don't want to do anything. Go exercise. Yeah. Go walk. I know it sounds I know it sounds easier said than done. Sometimes some people are like, oh, it's easy for you to say because it's natural. But even go for a walk. Yeah. You know, put your phone. Here's another thing too. Put your phone down. <laughs> go for a walk for a mile. Just walk, you know, walk somewhere in your neighborhood that is easy. If you like to run, go for a run. But I promise you, 30 minutes later after you do that, you will not be in that same mood anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like there are certain there's so much benefits that you can just get from doing that and disconnecting from the world. I'm I'm all about self help. I I love I love this sort of stuff. You know, right. I love trying new things. Like I love just the psychological thing for I look for that kind of stuff because, you know, I I think like once you could be open to it, it really like you're really the, able to challenge your brain in ways you never thought you would. Yeah. So I always talk about the the eye of the tiger. So when when you're running, <laughs> do you? Yeah. How long does it get? take for you to reach that eye of the tiger moment oh well it's funny you say that because i always listen to eye of the tiger when i run it's the first <laughs> song I, it's the first song i always play oh. I, I i i and it's funny because i don't listen to that much music when i run i listen to podcasts that's mm. it's funny i don't listen to very much music but i will play eye of the tiger and i will play two till i collapse by eminem oh. those are the two songs that i play the most because i I know it's just, it's a kid thing. It's just some, you know, something yeah. I can go back to and really zone in. And, but, uh, even that I listen to sports podcasts a, a lot, but, uh, when I'm running, like when I, when I get to like mile three or something like that, mm-hmm. it just depends on how far I'm running. But like, if I know I'm sprinting more, I will, I will just zone in and I'm like, okay, I know I got to sprint here for 20 seconds. And just, it's in the back of my mind until I do it that, um, uh, I will just get locked in. And so, some days I don't have it. Some days, believe me, the running feels a lot harder or even working out. It just, you're, you feel heavy, you know, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it might be. If, you know, you know, I like to drink some, sometimes on um, socially on the weekend. So like if it's the day after I drink, I'm like, man, this is definitely a harder workout than, <laughs> yeah. than normal, of course. But, uh, yeah. And then some days, like I said, just might not have a good night's sleep or something, but, just getting out there and going, like you could always find the, the eye of the tiger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, mine is running. I, I love to hike. They're, you know, working out. It's, it's fun. I know some other people play different sports where they, they feel that. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely running is my thing. So with your running group, cause when you say two miles, I'm like, Oh no, I'll be the last one coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, again, I, I can't express enough. We all are on different fitness levels and that's okay. You're, you're out there. If you're out there, we all like totally respect it. And you know, there's, there's some people in the class who are like, Oh, come on. Like not you again. Like, well, <laughs> you know what? 
you shrug those people off like we would shrug it, you know, our family members off, you know. Mm. At the end of the day, those people don't matter. They don't matter. You're out there doing your thing. Like, as long as you're being positive, as long as you're positive and like you're making an effort in class, I'm I'm all about it. I welcome people. Come on, come train with me. Whatever. It's like even like if I'm doing my on because I do online personal training too. It's like some some people are like, how are we going to do this online? I'm like. Don't worry. Follow along with me. We'll have a good workout, right. and we'll get we'll get it going. And at the end of that workout, they're like, "I did not expect that." <laughs> uh, like, wow, that was a tough work. And it's just it's just you know how you know you work with what you got. Right. <laughs> you work with what you got, and that's just as best as I could put it. Yes. Talk about how you help people with maintain a mindful fitness state. It really depends on some people's goals some people just they just want to move like i have a i have a client who him and his wife will work out together monday wednesday friday and this is like all they just know that they need to move throughout those three those three days during the week mm-hmm. like whether you know if it's doing basic exercises or not and but they they have it locked in i'm like that they're awesome and then there's there's some other clients where i have to like you know just remind them like Hey, like remember, remember why we're here. You know, mm. so it was like sometimes I was like, don't want to do it. I'm like, like you know, remember why we're here. I'm like, give me what you got today, and tomorrow's another day, or right. next time we train is another day. And you know, it's just like you you will slowly push, you know, you'll slowly push somebody to see what you get out of them, mm-hmm. and then if you know they're being resistant, then you will just, you'll slowly use off that pedal mm. and give them other stuff. It's just about understanding like who you're working with. Like you, you start to know people um, after that. Right. And uh, you just kind of give them something like that. Brian, they can go to your website, which is? BrianArgot.com. You could also find me at Brian Argot on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook or on or on LinkedIn as myself. <laughs> yes, yeah. Which again, we are we are LinkedIn buddies, so um, I'll definitely yes. follow follow you as well on Instagram. So if you have somebody that is scared to start taking up a program with you, how do you get them on board? You know what I usually do is like someone's like if they've never trained before in their life and they're intimidated. Uh, I just again compassionate. I just. I'm like, look, it's okay. You come at, you try to, you know, go down to their level a little bit and just understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And you work with them. Uh, you work with them on that. So what I usually do is I'll like, look, let's work for 30 minutes. Let's do this. We'll, we'll go here. And you think this is too easy or too boring? Then I'll throw something else at them. Mm-hmm. Cause my training is all different. Sometimes like today I did boxing with my client. Oh. Like, uh, the, my, with my other client, we did a lot of different like ladder drills and stuff like that. And I had another client where we just did complete straight training. So it's always something different. I do. I love doing high interval training. I love doing boxing. I love doing just different kinds of strength training. It just always depends. Mm-hmm. But that's why my clients love about my training is, is we're not always doing the same thing. It's not, oh, we're going to do uh, 12 squats here and this there. No, it's like I I always love getting heart rate up, you know, burning more calories, mm-hmm. doing something like that. Always having them on edge because they never know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And once, once someone new 
figure that out about me. And it's just always good to carry a conversation with somebody too. They always carry that conversation. It doesn't feel like they're working out. Right. You know, <laughs> and that, that's just, that's just how I, I roll. Like I, I love doing that. I lo- Thank God I love talking to people or else <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'd be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you incorporate like weights and all of that? Or is it? Oh, yes. It, it's weights. Um, I do, I do plyometrics. I do, you know, a lot of like slam ball, TRX. I, I, I do it all. I, I just, I can't, sometimes I can't get enough about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it especially, it, it always depends on the person too. You know, some people, you know, they have, they have back injuries. There's a little bit more limitations. It's about knowing your client, uh, knowing who you're working with, just, just like in sports, you know, right. The same kind of thing. Right. So what do you go for in regards to like building health, healthy eating habits? Uh, do you have a program for that or do you help with that? Uh, you know, I usually don't help with that. I will refer, I will tell people to download my fitness pal. We'll kind of go and look at their, what they're logging. But at the end of the day, to be honest, I, I eat what I, I eat. Like I eat sweets. I'm not very disciplined on that. Mm. That's why that's why I make the workouts uh, <laughs> as, as high calorie burning as I possibly can yeah. because I mean I think we all love to eat you know yes and I know I do realize that some people some of my clients have pers- or have their goals and I will tell them to stick stick to that or I will refer them to a nutritionist um, that I that I respect or something like that yeah. but uh, you know that that's just how I am like with eating and stuff I I eat whatever I want. That's the kind of trainer I am. Well, I mean, when you work out every day, you can, right? Or yeah, you know, I always think, you know, like we look just to move a little bit each day, and you know, all my clients, you know, they they love to, some of them love to drink, and you know, I I tell them like, well, if you want to see more results here, you got to cut out the drinking. Some there there are sometimes the most obvious things that some people just need to do. Mm-hmm. It's like some people. You know, I, if they are asking, what can I do? I'm like, well, how often do you drink? I'll ask them those questions. How often do you eat sweets? How often is this? I'm like, I'm like, well, how can we, you know, roll that back a little bit? Can you do that on the weekends? Can you do that, you know, less socially? And it's like during COVID, you know, it's, there seems to be a little bit more excuses. <laughs> but, right. But uh, that's what I usually will try to start with and build those kind of habits. One thing I push a lot of people to do too is drink more water. That's like yes. the number one biggest thing is drinking more water, especially before you go to sleep. And once you wake up in the morning, I was like, I know people are like, oh, you know, I hate waking up in the middle of the night. But honestly, when you drink more water, you feel much better and your, your muscles know it too. Like it, it definitely just overall improvement there. Mm-hmm. That makes a tremendous difference. Yeah. I woke up last night and it's like I felt like I couldn't drink enough water. I'm like, oh my gosh, I must be dehydrated. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, we will we'll all do it. I'm guilty of it too. You know, it's like, you know, I try to drink at least like at least eight to twelve ounces of water before I go to sleep. You know, yeah. and then when I wake up in the morning, I have a glass of water there waiting. And because it, also another thing too is I drink a lot of coffee. Oh. Like I'll have like right now I'm on my second like. Uh, espresso. Me too. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's like that coffee in itself dehydrates you. Yeah. And so it's definitely just as important to keep the water going too, because you'll 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 start to feel sluggish after mm-hmm. a while. And 
you might think it's like, oh, I'm just tired. Like, you know, I didn't have enough coffee. No, it's just because you might be dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I realized that. I was like, oh, man, I need to start drinking more water. So I logged into my Fitbit on my phone to log in my water today. I, <laughs> nice. I'm doing really well today. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's yeah. a, a thing. I, well, I have to keep track for myself, you know. It's true. So what's next for your podcast? You know, for the podcast, it's just keep on pumping it out. Like, as I mentioned earlier, you know, just being consistent and getting these guests going. I, I'm starting to incorporate a little bit more sports content on, on my podcast. Like, I'm going to start having a weekly recap of sports content going in. Cool. And as well as, you know, keep, interview- keep interviewing amazing guests. Yeah. And, you know, putting those out there. And to see how I just can become a better interviewer each time. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is like a five year plan. Like I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. I have the momentum. Like at the end of the day, like I just know what my overall goal is, and that's to be. I I want to be in podcasting for a long time. Okay. Like I I want to be able to get to a, a platform um, such as uh, another podcaster who I highly respect. His name is Jordan Harbinger. He's mm-hmm. the host of the Jordan Harbinger show. Yeah. And he's a very popular podcaster, but he just didn't get there from, you know, being an influencer on Instagram or, you know, a lot of stuff these people try to do nowadays to take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. This guy's been podcasting for about 14 years and he's been doing it the highest level. I mean, he's interviewed a lot of, you know, tremendous people, uh, most notably, like Kobe Bryant, Kill O'Neal, back you know, mm-hmm. um, just from athletes, and then he's also interviewed a lot of other tremendous people as well. But I, I really want to replicate something that he sort of yeah. done. He's great. And, yeah, but, yeah. He, he has um, um, this newsletter, like you can sign up for. Uh, yeah, any sense? So I, yeah, I, I'm on that. that. <laughs> six, six minute, six minute networking. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm his uh, one of his. Uh, <laughs> you know, I work for him or something, but <laughs> I just I you know I've helped get guests on his show and just, but uh, I just I really respect the crap that he does and and he really like you know he talks about consistency a lot and you know and he, when it comes to podcasting like I mean he just knows what he's talking about so that's why I want my podcast to be and. I want to have a sports documentary kind of podcast. Like mm. I would really love to sit down and do more deep dives and talking about, you know, how athletes got to be the way they are and, mm. and all that. And I think that's going to be, you know, the next chapter of like, once I'm done with school mm-hmm. and, and that sort of sense. But I, um, I know this is just the beginning to be honest. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of learning I have to do and, um, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, like we, we talked about previously is with sports, there's so many ways, so many conversations you can have so many, so many interesting things that are happening within the industry. There is a plethora, a plethora of information. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's always... <laughs> You know, I'm going to look at my updates right now. I'm sure there's a few things that have happened today, and you know, especially like within, you know, if you the more sports you love, the more news you're always going to have. I know. To be able to talk about. I know. Some of the broadcasters here, they're just uh, like uh, the Kamenetsky brothers. They, I love watching them work. It's just <laughs> like it's their passion, it's their love, it's their you know, it's 
it's really remarkable to see that passion and that love for the game. Right. Yeah. And it's just at the end of it, it's like whether if, you know, and if someone's like listening and, you know, maybe you're not like a big sports fan, like whatever, whatever it is, you might not be a a podcasting, but whatever, there's something out there for you, Mm -hmm. you know, whether if you ever think about going back to school, like it's just, it's never too late to do the things you want to do. If you're at, especially if you're at a job that you might not want to be at, (laughs) like just, you know, write a few things down, ask people around you, you know, what you, what you think you would be like to do, because there are people, we, we don't, do this enough where some of the people around us, you know, it's us like, dude, you're really good at this. You're really good at that. We just like, we kind of shrug it off. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, some, some friends t- told me this long time ago, Brian, you should be in sports. Brian, you should do this. You should do that. Like, cause, uh, you know, I just never thought I could do it. It was just a confidence thing, but I think definitely, um, you know, ask people around you what it, what it is that you should do. Yeah. And, a, and trust yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. Brian, let's uh, get into some tips of what we can do in this COVID world now, like working out and uh, getting fit. I know um, I had a gentleman on a couple weeks ago talking about how I could do squats in my living room. What are some things that we could do at home to maintain a healthy lifestyle? As we mentioned earlier, everyone is stuck at home. I, I, I kind of go the opposite. I say get out of the house. I mean, I know we're, I know if you're depending on your state, if you're in a stay at home order, but you're still able to go on walks. You're still able to do stuff. Get, get into a different mindset. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people find it hard to just be in the home, in their own home. Mm-hmm. Go, go on a walk, find an outdoor program, find something. There is something out there. You know, go work out with a friend in a park. Go in, you know, do, do something to where, it gets you out of the house, out of that mindset. Because honestly, like when you start to be in your own home, you know, it really does take a toll on your overall mental health. So I, I say that's one tip is just get out to, you know, find different ways and being creative in your own sort of fitness, you know, um, hikes are another great thing to do, you know, and then also like if you, if someone's finding it hard to get into a fitness routine, set a small goal. Whether if it's like maybe, you know, you're maybe if you're like a runner, if you like to run, set a one a one mile goal and run run to a place that you know mm-hmm. and run back to your house. Just yes. so you can get out. Or maybe you do that with walking. Yeah. You know, I, I know I, I say walking a lot, but it's definitely it's just to get into that mindset. Yes. to be able to to get the ball going to because once you have momentum on your side and you're you start to um or be open to these certain possibilities that in itself will open other doors and and make you want to do these other things because there are other people in in the situation that you're in too mm-hmm. that's why I'm like you know if you're if you have a quarantine friend or something like that you know ask them what they're doing you know maybe they want to do something like that too and right. you know yeah fi- really find find something i 
I know it's like some people are like, well, just do push-ups or do squats at home. But sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's really more mental than you really think. Yeah. I know for someone like me, it's probably easier just because like, you know, I know that that's something I need to do. But for others that are in my situation, you know, it's, there has to be a little bit more. There has to be a little bit more goal setting there mm-hmm. and to try things different because we're going on what? This is eight months now of COVID oh, where gyms have, you know, been barely, if you live here in Los Angeles, gyms have not been open inside for eight months. And, but, you know, they're open outside and you still do stuff outside. Mm-hmm. So whether if you're looking to, to do these certain goals or not, definitely try to do something just a little bit different to keep to get the ball rolling. Yeah, and what I love about how you work out, everything is different. It's like so for me, I like get bored with doing the same thing over and over again. Oh yeah. So the other day, my my son, he's eight, he um has a PS4 and he's like, Mom, come look at this new dance. And I didn't know that there was like this thing where, you know, you you dance to the skins or whatever they're called <laughs> there's right. por- Fortnite dances and we just had a, like a little workout dance party you know just mixed it up a little bit it was good <laughs> i almost got my ten thousand steps in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know right yeah give me your, your steps that way yes. and that that's a that is a another great way you know it's there is so much content on youtube yes that's another thing like so many, there's a lot of great, you know, workout stuff on, on YouTube. There are things you could buy, you know, whether if it's through, um, like orange theory or you can even go on the Nike training app. They have uh, workouts on there. It's all free. Mm. There are people post their workouts on free on, uh, on YouTube and follow along. There's another great YouTube channel called, uh, her name is Sydney Cummings, but she puts out a workout every day and it's mm. always different. And it, Honestly, like I, I even do her workouts sometimes. Like, cause I get, bo- I get bored of just doing my own workouts because I think is sometimes like when you're a trainer, you just don't want to think. You just yeah. want to be told what to do. <laughs> this is everybody else that's looking for a workout. They don't want to, you know, you just want to be told what to do. So literally go, go on YouTube. It's just like if you're trying to learn something, YouTube has the answer because I guarantee you someone has put a tutorial up. The same thing with working out. And if you don't want to work out in your living room or you can't, Find somewhere else to go work out on. If you don't have the equipment, I promise you there's workouts on, on there that are equipment-free. You know, if you have two dumbbells, there's always something that could be challenged on there. Yes, most definitely. It's a great resource. I was talking to this one guy, and he goes, oh, um, I'm taking a yoga class. I was like, where are you taking a yoga class? <laughs> he goes, on YouTube. I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going out to go take a yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's true. Like being able to, that's just the kind of world. And I think, you know, I think this is here to stay. Mm-hmm. I think of course that there are going to be people that want to go back to the gyms mm-hmm. and you know, that will continue to do this, you know, in the long, in the long run. But I really do think that people are going to be working out at home a lot more mm-hmm. than, than uh, they were before, such as, you know, commuting to work. I don't think we're going to, I don't think you're going to see people going back in the, you know, five days a week as much yeah. as they used to. Yeah. It's going to be like a three days from home, two days at work or, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I 
think so as well. I mean, it's it's a whole new world, and we have to pivot. What is it? Uh, what evolve or die? What was that's that phrase? Evolve or die? Like you? Yeah. you <laughs> no, yeah, you, you gotta adapt. You gotta oh, adapt. adapt with yeah, yeah, yeah. And and no, exactly. But you you mentioned the word pivot, and that's exactly what we have to do. We're gonna have to just pivot, and you know, it's okay. It's it's okay to change with you know the way the world's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have to. I mean, it's it's something. It's like a lot of people are again waiting for you know this to be over instead of thinking of, okay, well, what can I develop? Well, what new way can we work out? Or what new thing can I put online? Or what what are my passions? And how can I make that passion into, you know, making money or doing something that's good for society? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, if anyone's ever looking to do any training and they're listening, please feel free to reach out to me. I, uh, I have an online workout community as well that I'm, you know, doing. It's like it's all for accountability, you know. So it's a lot of great stuff on there. And again, it's BrianArgot.com. That's A-R-G-O-T-T.com. And um, do you have other programs on your website as well? Uh, no, actually, I need, I need to more. I need to update my website a little bit more. But yeah, if they're if you are looking to find more about me, please just, you can just always email me directly, brianargot at gmail.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I always, uh, I always write back to people that have any fitness related questions. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I truly enjoyed our conversation today, Brian, and um, I wish you the best. Tell us again, your podcast, how we can listen and take part. Yeah, podcast is a rocky start, and you can find me anywhere. I'm on all podcast platforms: iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and I'm on all of them. And then, if we want to get some training done, we can just go to your website. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to get some training, like I said, you, you even give me a call: six six one four zero six six two four six. I do in person and online training. Uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your expertise, Brian. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Brian Argot. Again, for more information, go to brianargot.com, A-R-G-O-T-T.com. I'm LaFern Cusack. This is 710 ESPN. You've been listening to The Experience with Laferne Cusack. Getting the residents of Los Angeles, Orange County, and all of Southern California closer to their community. It's The Experience with Laferne Cusack on 710 ESPN.